and welcome. You are listening to another episode of Assurance in Action, the podcast that covers key assurance topics brought to you by Intertech. My name is Jessica D'Amico, and today is Earth Day, and their theme this year is Save the Bees. So I'm thrilled to be joined by Sandra Meixner, Britta Bellerson, and Klaus Beckman, who are here to talk about honey crystallization and what companies are doing to prevent it. So if you guys want to go around and introduce yourselves, that would be great. Okay, thank you, Jessica. I'm Sandra. I'm a food chemist. Uh, I'm working in the honey industry since over 20 years now, starting at a packer uh, on the industry side and now working for Intertech since 11 years. So honey is my passion and this amazing product uh, we want to talk about today. Hi, I'm Klaus. I'm a food chemist too. And uh, I'm working in the honey business since uh, 2003. And um, uh, since 2003, I'm involved in honey testing mainly. Um, and I would describe myself as a honey expert and uh, also um, some education in beekeeping. So, um, yeah, I've, I'm, I'm one of the honey experts here at Intertech in Bremen. Hey, my name is Britta. I'm a food technologist and I've worked in the food uh, industry since eight years, four years in the topic of chocolate and uh, nearly four years uh, at Intertech with the special focus um, on honey production. And uh, we would like um, to give you more information today about the topic of crystallization for honey, yes. Thanks, guys. Um, so honey crystallization, I mean, what is it? What does it look like and, and why does it happen? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I mean, honey is a natural product and you cannot change or add anything to it, but it reflects the nature um, of the of the countries that it's from. And I traveled around the world almost uh, to every continent um, and in every country you have beekeepers, but the honey uh, is always different um, as it really depends uh, on the flowers and, and everything which is growing for the same time. It tastes different and it looks different. It can be very bright or very dark and also liquid and crystallized. So there are a lot of parameters um, that you have to look for to understand what's happening. Yeah. I think concerning the uh, the crystallization, um, we first need to talk about how is uh, uh, honey composed from from which constituents, and, and this is in honey, this is mainly water and many sugars. Um, so more than ninety percent of the uh, of honey is composed of honey uh, of of uh, sugars and water, and the main sugars. Uh, we are talking about as fructose and glucose. Fructose and glucose, the sum of, of these both uh, monosaccharides uh, is about um, 70 to 75 percent. And um, the other constituents in honey, this is typically, this can be organic acids, flavonoids, um, protein, of course, and, and other components. But uh, in terms of crystallization, we need to focus on water and glucose. These are the parameters which mainly, or the, the main intrinsic parameters which influence the crystallization of honey. Concerning uh, the the sugars, the, mono, uh, uh, the monosaccharides in honey, this is mainly depending on the floral origin uh, of the honey. For example, an acacia honey has a, a very large uh, 
uh, fructose glucose ratio. Uh, on the other hand, um, rapeseed honey um, has a very low glucose fructose glucose ratio, uh, and glucose is the main sugar which will crystallize in the honey. So the higher uh, the fructose-glucose ratio is, uh, the lower is the tendency of the honey to crystallize. Yeah, I mean, crystallization always happens uh, when you have more, for example, sugar in a solution um, than uh, it's soluble. And honey is a super-saturated super saturated solution, so crystallization happens, and that, that's very natural uh, at this point. The question is just, when does it happen? <laughs> And yeah, that's a, a question of the raw material and, and the parameters uh, Klaus just explained. But I think there's also a big technical input on this. Uh, yes, that's right. So not only the honey by his own could be the problem, no, the production site, the production settings, um, the storage area, and the raw material, as Sandra said, uh, could be a problem. And um, if you want to set the crystallization point at the latest possible point, um, then you have to control all the these things um, in a focus and to set all the best conditions to the honey that the crystallization point uh, will not start. And for example, if you have everything in place and your raw material is very good, the fructose glucose ratio and the water content, as Klaus says, are very good. Um, and you have uh, the good temperature settings in the beginning to to um, solve the crystals in the production, then you are on a good way. But you have to consider, for example, the production speed. So honey is very um, sensitive, um, sensible, sensitive, um, so that you have to. Um, use your pumps in a very slow speed if you have too much speed then um, the honey um, will get air bubbles in it and so on and air bubbles are a crystallization starter so a lot of different points like the pumps or the pressure in the system or the temperature in your complete systems needs to be under control you have to be aware at which point in your production is which temperature in your honey? Do you have 40 degrees? Do you have 50 degrees? Uh, do you need uh, less temperature for the filling process and so on? So um, every step um, sh should be known from your production manager um, to have so um, less crystallization starters as possible and um, for example if you produced your honey and you have the right settings and you have no um, air bubbles in it or something like that you have to ensure that your honey is stored and on the right conditions as well for example um, if you have a creamy honey it's not very good to store your honey at 25 degrees so you have uh, a better 
creamy honey without, if you store your honey at 14 degrees. If you want to have a clear honey without any crystals, then you should stay the honey at 25 degrees and not at 14 degrees. So it a little bit depends on what you want to do. But if you want to um, eliminate the crystallization, then you have the temperature and your storage area under control. The same with the transportation process. You should be aware that if you transport your honey at, in, at the winter time for maybe five degrees outside, that this will have any influences on your honey and the crystallization. So if you have a clear honey and you store it at 25 degrees and then you put it on a transporter for maybe two or three or four days at five degrees, so without any temperature regulation, then it might be possible that the honey starts with the crystallization and um, yeah there are a lot of many factors uh, which you have to consider before during and after the production yeah this this is really quite complex uh, from all the different sides that, that was the reason why we formed this team which is uh, working for the honey service Christec, um to really discover uh, all the different sites uh, and to bring a solution for our customers. And, and maybe one point, if you see a jar on the shelf uh, of liquid honey where crystallization starts, that's natural. It's nothing harmful or, or um, that, that you should be uh, scared of. You can still buy it, put it in a warm water bath and melt the glucose. Um, then everything is fine again, same is for uh, creamy honey, where you might have a dark orange liquid on top. That's a fructose separating uh, from the rest of the honey. You can just steer it and homogenize it again. Um, that's what's or happening with natural have, products, right? Yeah, or if you have the white uh, dot points on the packaging, on the glass, if you have a creamy honey, for example, mm -hmm. that's uh, natural at all. So uh, it's not... Um, something which is bad for the honey so it's only because of the heat what which which what was wrong right exactly and uh yeah maybe we should be aware of of, of this topic and then still buy the products so that they are not thrown away especially in these times right now yeah, that that is correct. So uh, the problem, of course, is when you have a liquid honey, which which is recrystallizing in the jar. Uh, these uh, or this honey or these jars seem to be seem to be like adulterated for for many customers. Right. So mm -hmm. this is the reason why they don't buy such honey, uh, because it seems to be not, not natural. But as Sandra mentioned, it's natural, and and of course it is. Uh, yeah, this must be um, broadcasted to to the consumers. Uh, this is what is is done in in many cases. Um, it's described on the jars that the honey is uh, or the crystallization is a natural process and so on. It, but on the other hand, when you have these jars in the in the stores and the shelves, and you, you see it, you will not. Many consumers will not buy it. That's a fact. And, um, so this is the reason why many honey bottlers and honey producers uh, have the aim to reduce uh, the speed of crystallization. And this is what we try to to help all these uh, honey product, uh, yeah, honey um, bottlers. 
yeah, to um, be able to help um, the honey producers, we developed uh, a system which call which is called um, QuizTech, and uh, QuizTech is a system where you can use it for your fresh samples, uh, liquid honey samples from your production line, or in the beginning of your raw material selection. So you can um, see if you have a clear honey, if your honey has still any crystals, so if your temperature was not correct, for example, or if you generated some crystals uh, right after, uh, directly after the production maybe. So this would indicate that you have any other problems during the production, air bubbles, bee wax, bee parts, uh, wrong fructose glucose ratio or something like that. So it could be a lot of factors, but if you use that during your production, you can directly change your settings and see uh, if you have a better result if you change something and um, this system could be very helpful to set the crystallization point at the latest point as possible to your honey so that your customer um, don't have the problem should I buy this honey is this adulterated or not no you do your very best in your production line to extend the crystallization point with our system our system will help you in each production it's a routine control should it be so that you have an idea is everything good and could you sell your product and all the parameters which, which you would like to have and um, you can be sure that your honey will not crystallize maybe for something what you say maybe for nine months for 12 months depends Ooh. on the production right yeah 12 months is absolutely possible even longer yeah, it's a little bit depending what you use, if you use glass, if you use squeezer uh, and so on. And do you have a lot of corners in your in your packaging type or um, something like that? So there are a lot of factors, but if you have our system, you can learn with our system your product and your packaging and your packaging size and your product differences in production lines and so on. All these kinds can have an impact or influence on your crystallization point. But uh, 12 months or more would be possible, yes. And overall, yeah. if you buy these jars, you help to save the bees. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. But, but as, as just, uh, uh, just uh, described by, by Britta, I would just like to add that uh, the, the complete project, Christech, what we offer now to, to our clients is um, is also, it's a combination of, of, of these shelf life tests, uh, just was what Brita described with, uh, with our instrument, what we have developed here in our company. And it is also a combination of different tests uh, which should be conducted on the honey itself, uh, meaning uh, to mm -hmm. check uh, whether the intrinsic parameters could have an influence uh, by themselves. 
for example, as mentioned in the beginning, the fructose glucose ratio and the uh, water content. Uh, this is, I think, all, mostly already done by uh, by the honey bottlers. Uh, this is uh, the first point to check uh, whether I can use a honey uh, for a liquid honey of. Only for creamed honey, but also what we also what we can also check in, in our during our Crystec um, project is um, checking for uh, sediment content. The pollen count, for example, is, is very important. Um, in in the United States, for example, many bottles filter the honey um, uh, to, in order to to remove the pollen. When the pollen is removed, the pollen can can function as starter crystal. And when the pollen is removed, of course, you reduce the number of starter crystals and, and then you can, of course, um, slow down the speed of crystallization. And this is also one thing we can, we will check. Uh, we can check in our lab um, what about the, the pollen count and uh, could it have an influence on the speed of crystallization. Um, or the wax content is, is very important. Wax is usual constituent and honey as well. Or, more or less a contamination, but it's, it, it's natural, of course. And Bilta um, and Sandra have mentioned the, the production process and and the importance of the temperature. And for example, when the temperature is too high and the max is welted, melted during honey production, and then finally when the honey is cooled down, this wax can recrystallize and also function as a starter crystal. So what we can check is to to um, yeah is is the amount of uh, of wax in the honey and if this could have an impact on on honey crystallization as well. So it is a combination of shelf life and, and using our instrument uh, together with uh, some tests of the honey in terms of uh, yeah uh, uh, of the natural composition concerning honey crystallization. So. If you, we know if you have any problems or if your honey crystallized after four months, for example, um, then there's no general solution for your honey. So mainly you have to have um, to look deeper in your process to see which raw materials do you use, which production settings do you have, um, as Klaus says, um, if the temperature is too high, you might have a problem with the bee wax maybe, or if the pumps, pump speed is too high, then you have air bubbles in it and the air bubbles can um, start the crystallization. Or if you take all the pollen out, it could be that you have some filter material in, in your honey and the filter material can start the the crystallization as well. So it depends how you produce because the honey production is not uh, the same in each production. Each honey production is different. You use different machines, you use different temperatures, you use so nothing is the same and we cannot deliver the general solution for you, but we can develop something to with you for you and with you to uh, get the best honey on the market and um, to have the longest uh, clear and liquid honey uh, what you want to have. And um, this is something which we can uh, provide to you as a 
project, uh, we can say it, but we can give it to you as a single thing as well. Yes, but I, I think it's, it's very important what you what, what you just said. Uh, honey is, is natural and we what exactly what we can uh, not do is to deliver um, uh, a complete solution for any honey for any company or whatever. Each honey is, is an individual case <laughs> and uh, we need to, to, yeah, we need to have a, um, our own strategy or you need to have your own strategy and, and this is what we can offer. We have the instruments, what we have developed with the analysis, with the shelf life and so on. And uh, then, yes, exactly, but each honey, each product is a, is a single project then finally. So it's it's not easy, and in some cases it may be difficult to to create a solution. Um, in many cases, it is indeed based on the composition of the uh, yeah of the raw material of the of the origins of the honey. Um, so um, it is we we, are, we of course we are not able to uh, to to give um, a complete solution for for everything for for any honey with uh, with the same parameters. So um, each <laughs> each honey is, is a new task for us, and uh, but we we have the instruments and we have several instruments in our Christec project, and uh, this is what we are working with to to help you solving the problems with uh, crystallization. Yeah, it's an individual approach, right, for every customer. That's what make it, uh, makes it interesting in the end, <laughs> and and the variety yeah, exactly, of, of exactly. issues. Right? Yeah. yeah. And we have a lot of fun with that as well. So it's not only uh, for for you to improve your product. No, we love this product. We love honey, and we love to work and with the product, and we love to to uh, improve your product and uh, to save. Uh, waste on the market so if the customers will not buy it it's not good for us and not good for you so we love to work with that and we learn and we learn yeah with really every honey, with any with product, every. We learn. <laughs> yeah really and, and gaining knowledge is, is also makes us stronger in this in this position so um with every new project and and um, a final a nice project uh, we have much more experience for for the next one so uh, this is um yeah, the advantage with uh, with working in this in this area Thanks everyone for your time. If you're interested in learning more about Honey and Christec, please follow the links in the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us and follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter.